This is the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Join Paul as he chats with today's green industry experts and leaders about how to build a successful business and live a purposeful life. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Well, a warm welcome from the beautiful state of Georgia. I am excited for the show today. Joined from frigid Michigan is the legend, <laughs> Brian's Lawn Maintenance. What is up, my brother? What's going on, man? Dude, by the way, it's like 80, it's like 90 degrees today, man. It ain't, it ain't cold yet. You know really? I mean? Oh, yeah. We're enjoying those uh, nine beautiful Michigan days that we get a year. You know what I mean? Where it's beautiful, blue sky, white puff, puffy clouds, but... That's all going away by the wayside in just another few weeks. We know that. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what. Michigan is a beautiful state. <laughs> it is, man. It is. I mean, it's like the land of, uh, what do they say, like a thousand lakes or something like that? You got to go up north Michigan. That's where That's where it's really peaceful. It's a different pace up there. It's really chill, a lot of fun. And uh, I, I try to find an excuse anytime I can during the summer to go up there. You know what I mean? Totally. Well, if you guys don't know who Brian's Lawn Maintenance is, you've probably been living under a rock. And I hate to throw out numbers because by the time people in the world of podcasting, people will be listening to this in 2019, 2020, and your numbers will probably be astronomically higher than they are now. But you're looking at about 32,000 subs on YouTube at the moment. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate that. And I've uh, been crushing it on Instagram, man. You're coming up on your... 10,000 uh, followers on Instagram. For sure, dude. That's uh, that Instagram has been blowing up, man. We're adding like 500 new followers, new fans, and uh, like every week, week and a half, which is pretty crazy, man. It took uh, forever to get that thing moving, but wow, it's been a journey. <laughs> it has. So I'm really interested. What inspired you to be more proactive in social media and, and kind of what month, what year did you, you kind of have that light bulb experience where, hey, I want to go all in on this? You know, that's question man um it's funny i just over a year and a half ago like i wasn't even on instagram like just uh maybe, maybe it was uh january february of 17 and um actually another guy uh gave me some encouragement to get on instagram because he saw what i was doing with youtube and uh instagram to me was nothing more than uh, the thing that took my wife's attention away from me with uh scrolling up on her phone mm-hmm. <laughs> so i i had no idea what instagram was man i was, I was like what are you doing she's like i'm on instagram i'm like what's what's an insta so who so but uh no it's it's been a blast man we um most people have kind of been on this journey with me over the last two years seeing us uh you know grow a youtube channel and an instagram and quite honestly it's it's a you know taking on a whole life of its own man if you would have told me i've been joking about this lately doing uh some other talking events and speaking with other guys it's like if you would have told me that this like high school push out two years ago would be doing stuff with youtube and instagram and hanging out with so many cool people and like hanging out with guys like yourself and just all over the world man it's uh you i literally would have been laughing at your face because uh i didn't even know that was an option two two and a half years ago and to see what the channel has done on youtube and everybody that's just been so encouraging and loving and supportive which is just uh like i said a mind uh, of its own a beast of its own it's it's just been a blast man but i think i think it really started to double down on youtube once we got to about a thousand subscribers on youtube where i uh, i actually felt like it could make a like a difference out there i know we always joke it's long care landscaping but you know in that one percent of that one percent of that niche of a niche um i think we've uh, we've done pretty well with inspiring people and encouraging folks and and again like i i'm not like you know the big deal i'm, I'm just literally a, a nerd with a camera hanging out trying to share quite honestly all my failures with you guys we've had some successes but quite honestly just uh, getting our teeth cut out there and 
kind of trying to help some people save some time, some money, some headache, you know, and uh, for me, that's what it's all about. Totally. What's, what would you say has been your biggest failure in business? My biggest failure in business, uh, I would say it's not having, and this is so cliche and everybody's going to run to this one as soon as they can, but without, without a doubt, it would be without uh, it was even hesitating. It would say I didn't have a coach or mentor getting into the business that I was in. You know, uh, I, anytime you go to the gym, the first thing they tell you, get a coach, even if it's a, a friend who's pretty fit, right? Mm-hmm. They say, you know, get, get a friend that can coach you and help you with your diet, your routine, right? Uh, if you go in the, any traditional business or franchise, normally you've got a coach or mentor. Uh, I don't really even know if that was on the table 10 years ago. I was, I was 20 years old, uh, you know, just green behind the ears. I, I had got laid off from uh, a job after a job, and then I was working for a fertilizer company and, you know, I, I literally was the guy that walked into the my local dealer and said, hey, how much for that lawnmower? It's five grand. Uh, I don't have it. Can we put it on a credit card? And we got a line of credit and literally bought some weed whips from uh, Home Depot. And we were out there, man, just kind of blazing a trail. So without a, a shadow of a doubt, it would have been, I wish I, I always say this in, in business. I wish I could have gave four, five, six percent of my business to somebody who was a coach or a mentor and kept that 95 percent. Because the the five percent that I would have gave away, uh, it would have saved us tens of if, tens of thousands of dollars. But the other side is the flip side, man. It's the upside. It's gosh, we could have been making hundreds of thousands of dollars more if I would have had some good guidance. But we've got that now, and uh, it's awesome having a soundboard of social media because then I've got thirty, forty, fifty thousand people that weigh in every day on the channel. That hey, you're doing this right, you're doing this wrong. Hey, have you ever thought about that? And then uh, I've got really close people to me now, kind of like an inner circle that. I've been giving me some encouragement and some coaching, and um, that's something that I really encourage other people, man, is try to try to find somebody a few years down the road at least if uh, if it's available and uh, get that coaching and guidance, you know. Totally. Now, here we are, September 2018. What's your actual business looking like? How many properties do you maintenance? How many people work with you? What's kind of your uh, overall picture of Brian's lawn maintenance right now? Dude, for sure. I, I You know, it's funny because, like, we didn't script any of this. Like, we were just literally hanging out on a Sunday. But uh, right now, I, I kind of call myself, like, the glorified solo owner-operator. Uh, literally, we're, we're, like, lean and mean. It's myself and usually a helper or myself and then a subcontractor. It's, uh, you know, normally I've got a high school or college buddy working with me sometime in the summer. I mean, we've had, you know, as many guys as we need to, you know, tap jobs, uh, whether it's friends or even family that just, you know, wants to make some side money and we can do a big landscape job, right? And we'll do that on the weekend. But for the most part, we're, we're leaning me. We have, uh, I always say 100 plus accounts. Uh, that number fluctuates. We had about 150 to 160 accounts. I actually sold about 25 uh, of them off about two months ago. And uh, we did a whole video on that on YouTube. But um, outside of that, we're doing about 130 weeklies. A couple commercial uh, sites now with three and then a massive HOA, which is uh, just a huge part of uh, my business now. Uh, that's a good anchor account. And then um, we do for snow removal. Not everybody's, uh, you know, has the privilege of pushing the white powder, the white gold, right? But uh, last winter, our first year plowing, we had a commercial site and then about 45 to 50 residentials we do. And that was about a, a six to nine hour snow run. And so uh, everything is up, man. Business is up. Uh, our landscaping numbers are up. Our snow removal numbers are the price for everything is going up. Our accounts are going up. So it's, uh, it wasn't like this two, three years ago. Again, I was, uh, I was surviving, you know, making a decent little income. But um, now uh, things have been uh, very rewarding and very blessed, very thankful. And I say all that with a very uh, humble spirit. So it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. The journey 
you know, kind of uh, documenting what we're doing on YouTube. It's helped me become more accountable, more ambitious, and, uh, you know, not bite off more than I can chew, but start tackling some bigger projects, man, and getting out of that comfort zone. You know what I mean? So how are you handling with all these doors flinging wide open with all these opportunities from your Instagram success, your YouTube success, you're getting all these invitations and opportunities. How do you run your lawn care business and know what opportunities to jump on, what opportunities are distractions? And and I'm sure your time, you're trying to juggle your social media life with your lawn care company. How do you handle all of that? Uh, (laughs) That is the million dollar question. Well, here's what I'll say. Number one, uh, I've had to say no to a lot of things. We've, uh, it's been, again, it's kind of a cliche with business coaching and success and motivational speakers. And, you know, uh, opportunities will come your way when you have a big audience or a big uh, group of people that you can share stuff with. For me personally, my litmus, and I've said this publicly, is if it can help guys like me, the solo owner operator, have a more successful life, whether that means more profitable, more productive, more family time, just whatever it can do to help their life, then to me personally, if it's going to be adding value to me in that way, then I know it's going to help the average guy out there, average guy being just like myself. So when companies want to, you know, do this, that, and the other thing, if it's not going to be filtered through that lens of helping me, which I know can help others, then quite honestly, it's really, really simple. Those immediately get shut down. Uh, I, I tell people this, um, and this may be just a little gleaning into the, uh, the perspective of doing YouTube or social media, but there, we literally get an email every single day to review a product, whether it's a Chinese product or a company overseas, let alone uh, some of the national companies, the big companies local, like your, you know, your big power equipment companies. I mean, there's, there isn't an email or a conference call per day that, you know, could literally be on my calendar. For me personally, um, you know, if it's the bigger companies, I like working with them. It adds to the resume. And quite honestly, it helps more people out there. You know, we can demo mowers. Like we're doing a mower series, right? You've been watching the videos. Those are, those are items that can help guys out there make, real big uh, purchases and decisions. And to me, that's worth a lot of time. You know, like if somebody wants me to uh, review a new roll of duct tape or something like that, I don't really know if that's <laughs> worth my time or the viewer's time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, what I would say is that when people are dropping coin, you know, $500 on backpack blowers, $10,000 on lawnmowers, th- those are the things where my time goes first. Because if I am going to be helping people the most I can, I want to start with those big ticket items that we all have to invest in as small business owners. And, you know, we're, we're making a couple bucks with our lawn business, a couple bucks with YouTube now. But I, I don't forget, like it was yesterday, how much a $600 backpack blower, uh, I wouldn't say set me back, but how much, how much an investment or a, or a decision it was. Do we upgrade now or do we wait till next spring? So if it's good for the viewer, then it's good for me, and that's the stuff that gets our attention first. Um, to answer the second part of your question, how do we juggle, juggle it all? Uh, we don't. It's impossible. I mean, there's literally – 5,000 opportunities that come your way. You can only do a few. Um, I like to do the fun ones, like I said, and the ones that are going to help people the most. Uh, but, man, we, we live on our phone. We live on YouTube. I do shut it down on Sundays the best I can. I know we're doing a podcast on Sunday, Go Figure. I so appreciate that. You know, yeah, man, this is the day you and I can get some studio time and figure this out. Um, but on Sunday, I try to relax and, and devote time to the wife. Thankfully, um, you know, we don't have a lot of distractions outside of that with family or kids. Like, most of our family is healthy and, and, you know, they're all stable, which is always appreciative. Uh, we all know how the family card works, right? Uh, and then we don't even have any kids just yet. We're hoping to, um, you know, tackle that over the next 12 to 18 months. People always ask us, uh, you know, when, when we're planning the kid thing, and I say, hey, you know, just relax. We're still practicing, still figuring some things out some time, you know. So, <laughs> But uh, we're, uh, we got four and a half years in the marriage. Uh, we'll be at five years here 
uh, in the next 12 months, and then we want to start doing the uh, the family thing. So right now, dude, it's all in 100%, sun up to sundown, dude, 5 a.m. to, you know, midnight, 1, 2 in the morning. We live, eat, sleep, and breathe just helping people out, man. And that's um, it's been a blast. So I don't apologize for it at all. So what's been your wife's involvement? Is she getting mad at you for spending too much time editing your videos and doing all this? Or is she 100% supportive or somewhere in the middle? Uh, she's a hundred percent supportive and i you know here's why i say that is because there's no way that i would sacrifice my marriage which is uh the number one thing outside of my uh, my personal walk with jc there there's no way i would sacrifice that i think people get it misconstrued that you know how do i manage it all there's there's skills and there's talents that that you can do to uh be more productive and effective with doing youtube and social media and instagram it's not it doesn't consume my life as much as people think I know I'm really energetic, and I talk fast, and I seem to be everywhere. But, you know, if you want to – I always tell people, think about this logically. If you make five posts on Instagram a day, it takes about three minutes to do that. You're talking about 15 minutes of designated time to Instagram. If I, if I post three videos a week on YouTube, and it's an hour to shoot it, an hour to edit it, and load it, and do the whole deal, that's six hours. Let's, let's say all that combined is seven hours. I'm not, I'm not a math major, but if there's 168 hours in a week, what is that, less than like 3%, 5% of my – my weekly time, my, my weekly allowance. So, you know, when other people see other people succeeding and they start throwing out excuses, and, you know, this is this is real talk, you know, I, I always just challenge people, like, hey, don't think that I'm living on my phone or I'm living on YouTube. We, we tackle it. I'm consumed with it by thought, but my time, it's very uh, surgical. It's very tactical. We're, we're, we're like a sniper, man, one shot, one kill. I know exactly what I'm doing to keep things moving, but it didn't start off like that. And I say all that to say this is that if you want to grow a YouTube channel or Instagram or, you know, pick, you know, figure out your success thing in life. Maybe you want to start a successful screen printing business. You know, thought process-wise, it has to consume you 24-7 through 65. We all have heard that. We all know that. Whether you're executing that, that's a whole other conversation. I think that's the more fun conversation to have. But if, if you look at it in an actual physical sense, how much you're actually growing your business or your YouTube channel, it's probably five hours a week, 10 hours a week that we actually put physical time into that. So the, the flip side of that, there's a really good book out there called The One Thing by Gary Keller. Don't know if you had a chance to read that one. It's a, it's a must read for every business owner. But there's no such thing as balance. You can't, you can't balance a perfect marriage and a, and a growing business and a growing lawn care you know, business and, and a growing physical fitness routine. You can't. But what you can do is counterbalance. So I go all in on YouTube. When, when I'm crushing it, I'm editing a video for two, three, four hours. I'm dedicated. I'm focused. But once I break out of that, I'm 100% dedicated and focused on the wife. She doesn't get scraps. And that's a really important thing people got to understand. The rest of my life, my family, like they don't get scraps. They get focused, counterbalanced time. So I might be over here for four hours, somewhere else for four hours. And it's, that's the balancing act, which is counterbalancing. But if you try to do everything um, all at once, you're going to be really ineffective, really distracted, not focused. You're going to have really, really low yielding results with whatever you try to put your hand to. So, yeah, man, when, when we crush it during the day, it's eight hours of running my lawn care landscaping business. We, we post a couple times on Instagram, but that's that. We run the lawn care business 40 hours a week, eight to six, eight to five every day. After that, nights and weekends is when I do YouTube. When, I, when I'm editing a video at 5 to 7 a.m. in the morning, it's, nobody's up. Everybody's sleeping. The wife is sleeping. I can get some dedicated time. That's, that's where I do a prime time, uh, a lot of my video editing and how we upload. So, you can always carve out these little slots. I, I hear people have kids and, you know, and, and family issues and, you know, life and everything like that. Like, like, you know, I have the exact same stuff going on. Like maybe not to the same extreme as some folks, but all it is is a priority. All it is is just focus. And all it is is 
being disciplined to continue on making that commitment to doing whatever you want to do in YouTube or otherwise, you know, after that uh, moment in which you made that decision, please. So, you know, to me, it's just, uh, it's all in, man. It's 110%. It's uh, going to be savage when it comes to this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not some motivational guru or success guy. I'm just a guy that executes, man. So I think that's why it's really fun to me. Is it spontaneous? Like I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and edit, or do you actually have set days like Monday at 5 a.m. I'm going to be editing my YouTube videos? That's a good question. Um, <clears throat> it used to be wherever I could find time because, you know, again, I wasn't Mr. YouTube success, right? Nobody, nobody taught me how to be successful with YouTube. And by the way, we're not successful with YouTube. You know, Logan Paul, he's got 18 million subscribers. Casey Neistat's got 10 million subscribers. Those are, those are successful people on YouTube. Uh, I always joke, like, we're a glorified lawn care channel talking about lawnmowers and, uh, and weed whips, right? Um, so I, I have learned some things. I had to have things make sense because initially the first 12 to 18 months of doing YouTube, we were all over the, all over the place. It was, it was crazy. We did have some conversations, some arguments, and some fights with uh, my wife and, and time and distraction and family, right? But, you know, just because that's what it is doesn't mean it has to be like that forever. That's when you, you put your uh, brain to work, you put pen to paper, and you figure out systems. So now what we did is we actually, like I said earlier, we sold off a section of our, our lawn business because it was more profitable for me to make YouTube videos, believe it or not, than to make uh, my Friday lawn care route, which was a healthy day of cutting grass. But once you factor in taxes and overhead and employees and blah, 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 um, it was more profitable for us to just make YouTube videos. So now I film all week. We keep the DSLR with us all the time. And then Friday from, you know, 8 to about 2 p.m., I edit the two or three videos for the upcoming week. The wife is usually home during the day, which is awesome. And we just get to hang out in the living room. She's working on blogs and her handmade business that she does on Etsy. I get to edit videos. And that's kind of what our Friday is. So we're always working, always keeping things moving. But now, you know, I like to uh, chunk out that time to edit because you're in the zone. You're so much more productive. And uh, maybe that's just something that other people can do. It, it could be Sunday morning between uh, 6 a.m. and uh, 11 before you head off to church. So you just got to find out where, where what makes sense for you guys. I know some guys edit at night, and for me personally, I, I've done that. But after about 11, uh, 12 p.m. at night, you kind of start getting a little uh, ineffective with what you're trying to do, right? So <laughs> when the the screen looks a little blurry, you can't uh, can't stay focused. So that's just what uh, what I found works for me. Totally. Well, I wanted to ask you about the trolls and the haters. I know with success, you know, people get jealous and then some take it a step further and get envious where they don't, you know, they don't want to see you successful. And uh, I know it's, there's all kinds of trolls and haters who don't like your success. How have you handled all of that? You know, that's, that's an interesting question, especially since this is, um, we, we literally don't have a script here. That, you know, here, here's the big picture. Here's the big picture. If you would have told me two and a half years ago what would, would be the one thing that you never would have expected that would happen from YouTube, like if somebody would have said, hey, you might have 100,000 subscribers one day, like I'm like, sure, you know, that, that's always a possibility. Uh, you know, you might get invited to fly out to an event and, uh, you know, go look at some sneak peek, peek product. I knew those things existed. Sure. I'm sure if we have enough success, but we didn't start off that way. It was just making some YouTube videos. But if anybody would have said, hey, you personally, Brian Fullerton, would have people hate you, dislike you, argue with you, sabotage you, stab you in the back kind of things, I would have literally said, I'm the night. I mean, for real, I believe this about myself. I mean, I know I'm kind of a butthead sometimes and I talk tough and I act tough, but I'm, I'm literally like the nicest, softest guy, I, I feel. And I just... Uh, if somebody would have told me that people would have came out of the woodwork to do mean things to you, that would have been the last thing I've ever would have expected. Now, 
that being said, uh, you know, I'm no stranger to business coaching and success books and self-help books. And my gosh, I live on YouTube. I've, I've watched every, you know, top 1000 video on, you know, motivation and success and all that kind of stuff, just like everybody else who's in the hunt. And that's why it's so exciting. But for me personally, you know, you, you go always back to these quotes, right? And everybody has their, their awesome quotes on Instagram, which is stuff like when you, when you stick your head above the crowd, you're going to get hit, hit with a tomato first, right? And, um, you know, all these kind of motivational sayings. And to me personally, you know, I, I heard somebody say that if, you, if, you're, if you're not doing something significant, then, you know, of course you're not going to get any hate. But the minute you step out of a pack or you step out of a crowd and you try to start doing something successful, for whatever reason, you, you can go so deep on this one. But for whatever reason, there's always folks that want to uh, put down, criticize, condemn, complain. I mean, we've all heard the, the motivational quip, which is there's two ways to have the biggest building in town, right? You can, you can build other people up or you can tear other people down. And I feel like the easier one to do is to tear people down instead of building up your tower. And for me personally, I, I have tried to always have this um, philosophy of love and appreciation. I mean, I've, I've, I've always loved sports. I've never been any good at sports. Uh, but for me personally, I always felt like I was like the best team player. I never, I never felt like I was ever the best guy on the team. And I mean, I mean, I just opened it up my heart here for, for anybody who's listening. I never felt like I was the best guy at anything I've ever done. I've always felt like I was the best team player, the best, uh, I, you know, I played uh, roller hockey way back in the day. And man, I had probably 10 assists per game, you know, with goals, but I never really had any scores or goals to my, to my own name. And I think that that's just one thing that's really helped me with, you know, if, if anybody ever has this um, preconceived notion of malicious intent, you know, I, I always tell people you can do it a very logical approach, which very, most people are not very logical. But if you looked at the opportunity cost of making, you know, 400 videos at two hours each, what is that, like 800 hours at $100 per hour worth of work? What is that, $80,000 plus dollars or, or 100? I could have made $100,000 in more money. Uh, by working my lawn and landscape business in any way, shape, or form or capacity instead of making silly YouTube videos. And by the way, the ROI on our channel has not been $100,000. Now, it'll get to that point, and we're starting to make uh, some decent money with YouTube and the AdSense and some sponsorship uh, opportunities. And beyond thankful, beyond blessed, uh, and those sponsorships serve the, the viewers first and my pocketbook second. And I've always... I've always stood behind that, and there's never been malicious intent or me trying to get something uh, out of nothing. You know, Gary Vee uh, said this recently on a podcast. I love Gary Vee, and he said, you know, always give 51% for the 49%. So always give 51% more than what you expect to get back in return. And for me personally, if you want to look at uh, dollars and cents, let alone my time invested, we're still 90-10. We're still 95% give and 5% return. So I, I can lay my head on the, on the uh, you know, pillow at night just having a super clear conscience. And here's the other side of it. You want to know the real story, the, 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 the actual feedback I get, which is literally five to ten messages a day, direct messages on Instagram and probably two to three emails literally every day of somebody saying, Hey, dude, you changed my life. You helped me with this. You helped me with that. Hey, thanks for doing that honest review with X, Y, and Z backpack blower, X, Y, Z lawnmower. Hey, you know, I, I just did a, a, a video opening up how I run the, the billing side of my lawn care business. And, you know, I've been there, done that. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to certain things that I know other people struggle with. So I'm not in it just for the subscriber count or the view count. Quite frankly, I couldn't care less. It's about making an impact on people's lives. If, if I wanted to do uh, more views and more subscribers on YouTube, I'd be more negative, more drama, more complaining, or I'd just have a bunch of mowing tall grass videos. 
And I'm not putting that down, but I'm just letting people know that, you know, for me personally, everybody's got their own agenda with what they're trying to do in life. For me, it's I've made nothing but failures for a decade. We've grown a, a decent-sized business, a decent-sized income, where I think that the average kid that's out there, 16, 18, 19, 20, 25 years old, the, the 35-year-old guy who's burned out of corporate America, if you want to go make $100,000 cutting grass, you watch my YouTube videos, I guarantee you that you can figure it out in 12 to 18, 24 months max, how to chisel out in this economy, how to chisel out a $100,000 year income. Now, maybe that's a lot for some people. Maybe that's peanuts for other people. For me, where I came from, as I'm sitting in my mom's driveway right now on the phone with you, uh, we grew up in a double wide trailer. We didn't grow up with squat. We didn't grow up with any kind of clothes or shoes or brands or, or anything that was anything nice. So I know the money isn't going to change us because now we have more money, and I still am the same guy I was when I grew up. 13 years old, broke as a joke in a double wide trailer. And actually the truck I'm sitting in right now costs more money than the house that's sitting right beside me. So you can't say that, you know, it's all about the money for me and my channel. It's all about the impact. And that's what fires me up. That's what keeps me motivated to make more videos. Not, not in a narcissistic approach, but in a we're actually serving our fellow man approach. And I don't know somebody who didn't find more personal momentum in their life when they start having the feedback from other people out there that said, hey, you're making a difference and you're impacting my life. That's what gets addicting and that's what's exciting and that's what my channel is all about. Wow, Brian. Well, I really appreciate your time today. I know we need to wrap things up. I know you're sitting out of your mom's in the truck. Uh, a lot of people will probably listen to this episode after the GIE rally, but for everybody who listens to it before the GIE GIE Expo, the GIE Rally, people who want to meet you. Uh, will you be in Louisville, Kentucky in October? How can people meet you uh, who want to come out and meet you at the GIE Expo? Dude, for sure, man. Well, first off, I really appreciate you doing these podcasts, man. I mean, I actually listen to podcasts all day long when I'm on the lawnmower. These take so much time. I, I And I know, like, there's a, a review or a rating system now that you can do that. Normally, the, the host or the speaker plugs that, and you didn't ask me to do this. But if anybody likes these podcasts, man, literally take five seconds and go – Give them a five-star review or whatever you can because the podcasts are awesome. And we got to get, uh, you know, Paul Jameson's uh, podcast to the top of, uh, of our industry. And I know he's going to be doing so many more. But, yeah, dude, when it comes to the GIE, we will be there. We'll be there all day Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, if anybody ever wants to get a hold of me, literally, like I said, I have my phone in front of me 24-7, 365. It never ends, man. We have a blast doing this. I know I get super intense, but, dude, we're just regular nerds with cameras hanging out and having fun. If uh, if you meet me, the more you get to know me, the less impressed you'll probably be because I'm just a regular guy out there hanging out and having fun. But if anybody wants to get a hold of me, hit me up on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. I, I think the craziest thing is that when people uh, that I always ask people, hey, what do, what do you expect or what, what did you hear about me? They, they literally are blown away that I actually take the time to respond to every single DM, every single email, which I'm telling you, uh, we interact with about 40 to 50 people a day on Instagram, answering questions, hanging out, shooting stories back and forth. So uh, hit me up on Instagram. And if you're more of a professional route, you want to shoot me an email, that's cool too. I always tell people, uh, give me a, you know, a day or two to get back with you. You know, at, at my level, yes, there's still, uh, it takes time, you know, to get back to uh, every single person that says, hey, but don't, don't text me. Don't call me. I haven't picked up my phone since 2007. Uh, things that you don't really think about when you put your phone number out on the internet. Um, but so don't call, don't text. I, I don't pick up my phone unless it's a long customer and they're already like saved into my phone. But outside of that, yeah, shoot me a DM on an Instagram. Uh, shoot me a, uh, an email. 
you know, say a comment or something like that, or like a video on uh, on YouTube. That's always appreciated. But outside of that, man, we're uh, we're at GIE. We'll be at other events that the long care community always has. And again, I I'm always uh, I always joke with people. I'm super approachable. Like if you see me at an event or a show or at the grocery store in public, then come up, say hey. Don't be a weirdo. Like come say hey. Say what's up. Let's have a conversation. And uh, my personality type isn't like genuinely like outgoing. Like I'm more of like an introvert personality. So I always say like hey, don't don't like just wait, like walk by and say hi. Like come up, say hey, and let, let's have a conversation and uh you know let's get to know each other and that's what i think community is all about man so you betcha that is awesome brian i appreciate your time and just on a personal level you have inspired me your diligence I- i've watched from afar the first time i met you was actually at gie expo and i'm standing there yeah and i'm standing there talking to my friend brian ring and i see you and your wife walking up and honest to god i, I met lebron james before he was famous you know when we were in high school i, I had that feeling about him when i you know i met him he was a nobody, just a high school kid in the gym with me. And I was like, there's something special about this guy. And and there's a few other people that I've had that feeling. When I saw you walk up, just to be honest, I hadn't I hadn't started following you yet on social media at that point. I know you still were, you know, had thousands of subs and followers and everything. But I was like, man, there is something special about this dude. You met Brian Ring and I was like, I got to meet this guy. And you're like, Brian's on maintenance. I immediately started following you. And I this last year, I mean, you have just skyrocketed and just have blown up and uh, I have a feeling you're just getting started. And so you've inspired me to be diligent, to be prudent, uh, to be proactive. And and I just, you, you've really uh, inspired me in many ways, Brian. And I, I really appreciate that. That's awesome, man. Dude, I, I super appreciate that. I mean, for real, I, from the bottom of my heart, I always tell people like when, when we're trying to encourage each other, I heard a guy and we'll wrap up with this one, but I heard a guy say that when you light somebody else's candle, your candle doesn't go out. Mm. And that always stuck with me. That has always stuck with me that, you know, people can try to extinguish your flame and that's a whole nother conversation. But you know what? We got the positive light lit with inside of us and we're not going anywhere but up. We're going to take a bunch of people up with us. And you know what? Again, I think why genuinely so many people like me is that I'm, I'm a relatable dude. Like, man, I, I remember having nothing and we have a little bit more and one day we'll have a lot. But you know what? I just I think that it's, it's just been a fun building a community of people out there. I don't have all the answers. I'm, I'm figuring it out just like everybody else. But you know what the cool thing is? I think that for me and what what people get from me is that we're all in this together, man. We're on this journey. We're hanging out, having fun. We're encouraging. We're uplifting. And you know what? We're we're a resource to each other, too. That's the best part. We're a resource where I can save you time and energy and problems just like you can save me on time, energy, and problems. So it's it's awesome, man. But, dude, thanks for the the kind words and encouragement, man. You're you're a kindred spirit as well, man. So we're on the same page, man. It's uh, it's awesome doing life together. You betcha. Totally, Brian. Well, thanks for the motivation and encouragement. And I look forward to hanging out with you at the GIE Expo. brother we'll see you there all right thank you for your time yep see ya